Welcome to Tales from the Green Room, backstage conversations from popular music venues around the country, curated by Mount Tam Media. Listen in as hosts Dennis Trusulo and Mount Tam Media founder Tammy Larson dig up conversations with artists before and after shows in the exclusive confines of the Green Room. And now, Tammy, we have, we are, we have, well, yeah, we do. We have part three of the Grateful Guitars uh, three-part series that we have presented for you folks from Tales from the Green Room mm-hmm. and, again, from the uh, the bowels of the Great American Music Hall. Right. And this one is pretty special. We have uh, members of Dark Star Orchestra who uh, made their way into the storeroom with us, and uh, we had such an enjoyable time first with Rob Baracco. And for uh, those who didn't catch the other two <laughs> first episodes, <laughs> okay. uh, we are at the Great America Music Hall with the Grateful Guitars Benefit. Andy Logan was our first episode. Then we had Alex Jordan, who was the director of sorts. I guess he was a magician, really, for the whole event. And uh, so we covered Zach Nugent, Gary Lambert, Danny Eisenberg, and Johnny Mojo. During the second episode, and then this was uh, just the the carryover of artists. We couldn't we couldn't get enough time. Really. Yeah, either that or we saved the best for last. We saved them. With true. all due respect to the other folks, as they were all equally amazing. Right. But you know, Dark Star Orchestra. Let's be honest; they are at another level sometimes. Yeah. Uh, some would say, and uh, just very dear friends also of Andy. So it was very appropriate. We saved them for the last. Mm-hmm. But so Rob Baracco, yes. Uh, First, the um, incredible keyboard player there loved his um, his insight into mm-hmm. the breath. And, and the funny thing about uh, Rob and also Dino English, who was uh, the drummer for Dark Star Orchestra, <laughs> the funny thing about both those guys is they don't play guitars, and we were wondering what the heck right. they were doing there. No, I mean we knew what they were doing there, but how all this impacted them, right? Uh, playing uh, these amongst these uh, iconic uh, historic instruments, and they gave us their answers, and it was good. Mm-hmm. And then there was Skip Skip Vangelis, the bass player for Dark Star, who was, you'll hear, presented and gifted a uh, guitar, a bass guitar that was made for him uh, by Andy and the Grateful uh, Guitars Foundation, and he was ecstatic. He really was. We got to talk to him, really, moments after he received Mm -hmm. that honor. And then we thought it was appropriate to uh, toss in, so to speak, (laughs) Stu (laughs) Allen. You don't toss Stu in. Stu is amazing. No, we don't toss Stu. Uh, And Stu, though, has sat in with uh, Dark Star, so he was uh, certainly an appropriate interview, and we we grabbed him. We grabbed Stu, who was, um, you know, he's not, uh, he was a little reluctant not to talk with us, but just to talk in general. Mm-hmm. He said, oh, I don't know if I can do it, and he was awesome. Yeah, he yeah. ended up being great. He was great, yeah. and he actually had fun, as he said. And then John Kavlicek, mm-hmm. the founder of Dark Star Orchestra, right. how about that? We got him just before he went on stage, which was the case with a couple of these folks, so you'll notice they have to slip out right, <laughs> in the yeah. middle of it. So anyway, let's start it off with uh, Rob Baracco. Sounds good. So, uh, welcome, Rob. That's good to be here. Yeah. yeah so I, I, I tell you, the first thing that comes to mind for me is all these guitar, these guitar players. You know, I got to play Alligator. I got to play that Martin. Um, <laughs> what happens to the keyboard player? What does he get to do? <laughs> I have a joke about that. Oh, good. Oh, my God. It's, it's everybody's always telling me, you know, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Andy, uh, uh, Jeff was telling me Andy had copies made of Alligator and he gave me one. So I'm like, <laughs> 
Where's my Steinway? Yeah, right. I want to know why nobody will give me a Steinway. Why he has a lot. He has some gear. He has a gear in that garage that we saw. Now, of course, that's a joke because who's going to give you a Steinway? No. <laughs> <laughs> we get the joke. Yeah, yeah. we get the joke <laughs> yeah. for sure. What? Uh, so, what do they have you doing tonight? With uh, other than doing your great keyboard work, is there any equipment, gear, or something? No, no, no. I'm just playing straight uh, 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 a curse wild. Uh, you know. Uh, digital keyboard that has a really great piano sound and uh, and I think I'm only playing piano not even organ so oh okay which yeah. do you prefer piano okay I'm a pianist I, I dabble on the organ yeah. I started as a classical organ major in college really I couldn't deal with it it was, uh, yeah it's too dry yeah. for me and uh, and then I got turned on to jazz piano players and that was the end of that wow so I switched that's so, amazing so. I hear I, what is that that's, that would be music <laughs> there's music going on out here um I heard uh, one I think it might have been Danny Eisenberg said uh, about the organ with the tones that have you know, sort of improved or the, the variety over the years. He absolutely prefers just a straight up instrument. Still, yeah. The 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 Hammond B three is an iconic instrument, and what's great about it is no two are this are alike. They're all different. Uh, they're uh, if you ever looked inside of one, it's so interesting. It's, it must be ten thousand wires. Yeah. And and the mechanics of it is so ridiculously interesting, and uh, but they all sound different. Yeah. And it's uh, I I own two Hammonds. Uh, They're both nineteen fifty eight cherry wood. One's a B three, one's a C three. The C three is more of a church cabinet. Same guts though. Wow. And uh, they but they sound so great. And you through the years digitally they've been able to even Hammond came up with their own version. You know. But there's just this something missing, that je ne sais quoi of the sound, yeah. you know. And it's like, eh, not really there, you know. Yeah. I once saw Joey DeFrancesco play with John McLaughlin, and he used, it looked like a Hammond B3, but it was all digital. And you could hear it. You could hear it. Even him, who's he's so great, yeah. but you can hear the difference. And then you go and see him play on a real Hammond, it's like night and day. What does that mean? Uh, what is this? <laughs> what is that? It just what means, is that? It's that certain, you know. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because uh, Tammy has a daughter that's been hanging out at the Outside Lands Festival <laughs> this week. And we were sort of commenting on, is uh, you know, are these real instruments being played right. or is it just music being played? Yeah. So, that's a whole other story. That's a whole other story. <laughs> That's yeah. another story. Yeah. So when did you uh, meet Andy Logan? Uh, um, you know, I can't. I can't pinpoint the date. Uh, probably somewhere around twenty seventeen uh, at the Great American Music Hall, mm-hmm. which is where we are now. What do you know? No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I take that back. At the Warfield. Oh, oh. the Warfield. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm, t- I'm very tired. Of yeah, that's okay. I I, everybody, many people here have been traveling back and forth. Yeah. yeah. So um, here, here's what I want to ask. So even though you're not touching the instrument that was played by the Grateful Dead, for example, uh, I believe um, Scott Guberman did play Brent's keyboard at one point at a Sweetwater show. And oh. If you're aware of that, yeah. I I own some of Brent's instruments. Okay. You do. DSO, DSO oh. actually owns, uh, well, one is mine. Uh, it was given to me by uh, Phil's road manager many years ago when I was playing with Phil. And they were getting rid of all the stuff in the warehouse. And he says, would you like one of the Fender Rhodes that's here? He goes, we have like five of them. 
So some of them probably were Keith Godchow's mm-hmm. and yeah. the other ones were Brent's. So I said, sure. He of goes, have, he goes, have a car here tomorrow morning at the loading dock. We were playing at Jones Beach Theater on Long Island. That's where I lived. So I called my son up. I said, 10 o'clock tomorrow morning, be at the loading dock at Jones Beach. And he shows up in his car. Robbie opens up a truck. It's the only thing in the truck is this Fender Rhodes. <laughs> wow. So really? I took it. I brought it home. And when the tour was over, I got home and I opened it up. And I realized right away what it was. So I called Robbie and I said, is 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 this a practice one? or is it? He goes, no, it's the one he used. Oh, so really? I was really excited to... To ha- that, and now when DSO recreates those particular shows, seventy nine, eighty, eighty one, you use yeah. it. I use it, oh, and it's it's the real deal. Wow! And then Brent had this really iconic instrument from uh, eighty three to eighty six. Uh, Yamaha made their first digital keyboard. It was called the GS one. It was the precursor uh, to FM synthesis. Uh, they they came out with a DX seven, which was everybody and their grandmother had a DX seven. Right. <laughs> but this one predated that, and it looked like a little baby grand piano, and it was made to only play in your house. Uh-huh. But all of a sudden, there's Brent Midland with one on stage with the Grateful Dead, and when uh, uh, when DSO started, uh, one of their patrons uh, back in the early days uh, was collecting keyboard instruments and he bought it off of brent's widow so we had it Damn. and i used it for a whole bunch of years and then it died oh, oh no so now we're, we're trying to we're, we're trying to get it fixed and nobody can fix it because the, the parts are ancient right so i call yamaha up and uh in japan yeah and I, I get a woman on the phone who speaks english and uh i said i told her you know what the story <laughs> is she goes what instrument are we talking about i said the gs1 she goes Oh, GS1 was made before I was born. Good luck. Oh, my God. <laughs> Click. And that was the end of that. Wow. It. Turns out the guy, unbeknownst to us, had another one. Oh. It wasn't Brent's, but it was – so now we have that one in it. And it's the coolest sounding instrument ever. If you listen to any dead shows from 83 to 86, you it's 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 so distinct. Yeah. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, yeah. it's cool.
my well, question. We're all about guitars, well, you know. So well, like, this is- so I, what I was going to ask is, you know, when you're on stage watching somebody play Alligator, you know, does that kind of transcend over to you? But I, I forget that question. I mean, you're playing Brent's or Keith's. Yeah. 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 And, uh, does it feel different? It, it, you know, it, it's, it doesn't feel different, but knowing the history of it means something yeah. to me, you know. It's yeah. like you, you gotta fi- you gotta figure that there's gotta be some kind of electricity that's gone through that thing that and it's still there somehow. Oh know? yeah, and it's going through your mind, right? Yeah, I mean, but so, it's in, definitely in yeah. my mind. It's definitely so. in your mind. That's yeah. good. So that was when you were with the Q. Was that when we uh, you, you found out they were getting rid of the the Fender Rhodes? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's yeah. when I was playing with the Q. Yeah. 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 Wow, that's cool. Wow, good story. I know. Right on. Okay. That's well, a- listen. Um, what do you expect tonight with all these uh, magical instruments up there? Oh, I mean, first of all, you have you have a room full of amazing musicians, and uh, most of the musicians have played together in one form or another. Mm-hmm. Obviously, my guys from DSO are here, so we're going to play. And uh, I've have literally played, you know, over twenty five hundred shows with those guys. We were just- so that's going to be, you know, at, we, we, that's what we do. That's you know? what you do. I mean, I just read you guys surpassed the amount of shows. Oh, that's a long time I mean- ago now. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I don't know how people that. know that, but that's that's yeah. amazing. I think uh, so. How many you've been? We're well over three thousand. Well over three thousand. Oh, yeah. The wow. Dead only played what twenty four hundred or something. Yeah. Lightweights. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Right. lightweights. Right. So, what about you? So, do you have any other things that you're doing on the side? On yeah, some I have projects a, that you'd like to. Uh, I'm always writing and and working stuff out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm a jazz fanatic, and mm-hmm. you know, I years ago I used to play in jazz bands, uh-huh. and, and you, you just can't make a living playing jazz. Right. You know, it's too bad. I, I would always get sucked into Grateful Dead bands because they knew I knew the repertoire, <laughs> and and because it's improvisational, yeah. I get to utilize all that. Yeah, you know? totally. but I have a band out here called California Kind. Okay, and uh, we stopped playing in 2019. Uh, uh, after our last small tour, uh, COVID hit, and that was kind of the end. And when Andy called me to do this show, less than an hour later, uh, do you know who Barry Sless is? Of sure. course. So we, Barry, he's Barry, he's everywhere. Yeah. So Barry calls me up and he goes, listen, uh, we have California kind as a chance to do two shows. I go, when? You know, I live on Cape Cod, you know, yeah. it's hard for me. <laughs> he goes, oh, and he gives me the dates. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I'm going to be in San Francisco on the 13th. It's the next weekend. I said, yeah, I'll just stay out, you know. Oh, that's great. But then, <laughs> then he calls me back about an hour later. He goes, oh, by the way, Moon Alice, uh, we don't have a keyboard player to play the Oakland A's baseball stadium. <laughs> You're doing that too. Uh, seriously? Okay. <laughs> okay. What and, else am I going to do? <laughs> and then 20 minutes later, Dino, our drummer from DSO, calls me up. He goes, what are you doing on Monday after the Great American Show? I was like, well, nothing. He goes, I got a backyard party. You, you're playing. Oh, yeah, so yeah, we'll be Whitney's. there. Oh, we'll, we'll be there, there tomorrow night. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, so all of a sudden, you know, but California Kind uh, was a really special project for me. I always wanted to be in a band with Barry. Yeah. And uh, he called me up. This was probably in 2015 or 16. And he said, uh, I'm playing with this woman from Southern California, a young woman named Katie Skeen. She's really amazing. Mm-hmm. She's a great songwriter. And it's me, John Molo, uh, Pete Sears. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you're the, you're the perfect fit for it. And I was like, Barry, man, you guys live in California. It's too hard for me. I, I was living in New York then. Yeah. And, uh, I said, just get Mookie to do it. And, no, no, this is not a gig for Mookie. This is for you. This, this is specifically for you. Uh-huh. I was like, all right, you know, I don't know, you know, so I kind of turned it down. And then Pete Sears calls me up. You're dead. Yeah. You're done. <laughs> and yeah. you're dead. You're dead. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> Raw, but, uh, it's Pete. 
serious um <laughs> rob you, you have to do this gig man it's it's so cool and it's it's got your name written all over it <laughs> that is the perfect accent that is the best i know and and i, I, I so i so i flew out and uh, and we rehearsed and and within about half an hour i realized like he was right he you was know right. and and the fact that i always wanted to be in a band yeah. with barry yeah. I've, I've known him for years i've played with him in different projects but never in a band yeah so it was really cool and uh you know it, it um the sky was the limit, you know. It was kind of like playing with the cue in a way, you know. Like mm-hmm. Phil, Phil's thing was just play, play. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about sounding like anything. You don't mm-hmm. want to sound like the Grateful Dead. Just be yourself and yeah. do your thing. And that's kind of what California kind is yeah. for me. Wow, so very so cool. cool. to see you know there's a you're doing something at Sweetwater California that's Cons. that's California Cons. That's California. Okay, next Sunday that's it and oh my god it, it okay. is a that's birthday right. party for a yeah. couple of folks Julia Postel right. and Russ yeah. they're out in the scene that's I, right I just told Tammy about it yeah, last you night did. so we got yeah. invited to this uh, 75th birthday party they're such cool people so great I, yeah. yeah so uh, well good question yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Rob have fun tonight great to meet you yeah. and uh, we will uh, see you around apparently yeah thanks <laughs> for sure okay. thanks for having me yeah absolutely have fun so much I mean, Rob Barocco is such a fun guy, uh, such a fun guy to talk to. I don't know. I'm always going to remember the je ne sais quoi uh, <laughs> comment, the way, the way that came out, and uh, just really enjoying yeah. him. But, you know, not to be outdone, we found somebody else from Dark Star Orchestra, drummer Dino English. And what a cool dude, understated, wow. hum- humble, and- I was as- just blown away by all these guys, but yeah. <laughs> and he has you know, some of his own little side projects going that we got into. And what was great about Dino, too, is we were going into this discussion on tone with all the guitars, and as he said, it took a drummer to really explain it to us. Yeah. So uh, let's hear from Dino. Right on. Dino English. Hi, guys. Hi, hey. welcome. Welcome. Are you tired? Uh, yeah, I guess you heard about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did he, did, well, you, did you hear about the airport? I know. I just heard. We were no, just, we were tell just us. with Rob, but tell us because Rob just said, "Sorry, I'm tired." When he was stumbling and bumbling. Yeah. Oh wasn't. yeah. I, I, 
I'm relatively kind of with it. This is so if I stumble, that's just my regular <laughs> self. Um, let's see here. Yeah, we uh, had, we played in Dayton last night. Eleven show ended at eleven, and, and then um, took a six uh, o'clock. Uh, well. 4:30 a.m. shuttle to the airport, <laughs> you know. And, oh uh, God! I guess that's part of the. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's just what some. Yeah. You know, we don't have to deal with that too much, but it happens every now and then, of yeah. course, and it probably happens to everybody. You know, we have to all get up early one time and another. And, yep. Um, but um, what was uh, difficult about this one was getting across. You know, Atlanta Airport. Yeah. The, f- the first plane is late getting in. You land. Their other plane is already loading, and it's on the other side of the airport. And you know, there's nothing. And they're like, "We re- rebooked you on. You get in 11:30 p.m." Oh no! <laughs> oh, like tonight? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're like, that that's not gonna work. That doesn't work. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I feel very lucky to be here, yeah. and uh, yeah. it's you know. They haven't figured out teleporting yet. Uh, we we yeah. ran across. We 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 sprinted across that airport wow. up and down the stairs. I mean, I haven't. That was a morning jog for sure. I We're mean, gonna make sure Andy knows that. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of the old OJ. Huh? Brocco yeah. and I, were, yeah. you know, we're, we're like, <laughs> wow, wow. Well, uh, it was so it, happy you're here. I think it's gonna be worth it, don't you? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I love Andy, and he's a wonderful person. Yeah. You know, we all know that. And, yeah, and um, I'll do anything for him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, great. so some magic is going to happen tonight. We know that uh, just because of the instruments. But here's the thing, and I asked Rob too. Um, we, you hear all about the guitars, right? The Martin and the the Galligator and the Mission Control. What do they have for you as the drummer? What anything for well, you? Well, uh, <laughs> what, what are they going to give you? I got a little special yeah. instrument up there. Um, there's a, a really really fine drummer named Alan Hertz. Um, played with KVHW. Back in the, in the day, he's, he now resides down in Southern California and has a studio. Um, but uh, I bought his drum set not too long ago. So oh, nice! It's a, I had him. I made sure he signed it each the time inside. So that's that's, that's my that's all right. A little addition. That you, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's a great drummer, so I respect him and everything. So when I'm, when you when you play an instrument like that, an um, respected instrument, so to speak, does it feel different? There's magic, yeah. I mean, um, here we go. <laughs> um, uh, I do play a little guitar. You know, I'm, uh, I actually play guitar in a band, but I'm nothing like these guys, of course. I was more used it for songwriting purposes. Uh, but um, I've had the pleasure of picking up the guitar. You know, Andy was gracious uh, enough to let me. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sit there and strum it and <laughs> play it, and it's like. Yeah. Yeah, you can feel. Yeah. Um, that's the, the, that's the that's the key that you the have magic to, juice to juju. It was just right. amazing stuff. Uh, so cool. Yeah. And, and how about when you're on stage with others playing it? Like tonight, you will be people will be playing those guitars. Does that kind of permeate through the rest of the band members? It certainly can in the right hands for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. Um, other people, you know, it's like um, uh, guitar uh, tone comes from. Everybody has their own tone and mm-hmm. it's a touch you know mm-hmm. um beyond the knobs uh that you can turn and set the knobs at a certain thing mm-hmm. if you pass that around around from guitar player to part guitar player they're going to sound different you yeah know? Uh, um just yeah from, you know, we keep hearing about that even if it's the same 
licks that you're doing. They're, wow. You know, you, you can, you're, they're, you're gonna, there's something inherent you, that you cannot, you know, it's your, yourself. It's your, yeah. your fingerprint almost. Yeah. And, That's amazing. Uh, so, uh, these guys, you know, all, all great players, all, all, all fabulous players that I, I love. They're playing tremendously. Um, but, you know, you get it in, in somebody's hands who's not really versed in the way of the, uh, the, the that these instruments have sounded before, and they're going for the regular tone. Right. And they're trying to, you know, they might be, you know, I've heard, you know, some other players that are just kind of outside of the whole Garcia sound. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they just end up sounding like them selves on, yeah. another, on another guitar yeah yeah no it's no yeah. slight but it's yeah. just you know it's just uh, they're going for their sound it's different yeah it's yeah. a real thing so the tone sort of for the layperson the tone really uh, it could be by era because of the guitar but it could also be different just because of the player absolutely yeah. you know there, there's some everybody you know it's kind of a it can be kind of a discussion topic on some of these uh, mm-hmm. uh forums and stuff where uh the exact settings that Jerry used to use, you know, and, um, uh, I think that all that information is, is really good to know. Yeah. But then, um, what most of these guys do is they encapsulate that into their own, uh, thing. And so they have their own sound, you know, and it's, it's a uh, it's a bit of an ode to Jerry, but it's yeah. a bit of themselves as well. Yeah. So, and that's so exactly what Jerry would have wanted, right? It's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, yeah. a, a, a Jump, jumping off point, right? From uh, yeah, yeah. They're uh, they they are you know, um, and yeah. None of these guys, I don't think, approach it exactly the same. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like oh no, I don't do that. I'll, you know, or that right. you know, I. I uh, that's the beauty of it, though, isn't it? And yeah. That, and that's yeah. the beauty of the improvisi- improvisi- improvisation. Thank you, yeah. Dennis. Uh, easy for me to say. And I didn't even miss a f- flight this morning. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stumbling. Um, so how long have you play- been playing drums for DSO? Um, since 1999. Wow. Damn. Uh, but I do, uh, I, I know we're, we're uh, switching gears there and everything. No, but I, okay. I, yeah. I, you know, I, I do want to let you guys know that I am fascinated with the whole uh, guitar tone yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, of of Jerry and yeah. and one of my you know very close friends is a guy named Brad Sarno and he's been uh, immersed in this this thing for a long time. He's out of St. Louis and he does the Sarno solutions and he's built amps that are supposed to be you know modified like Jerry's and everything and mm-hmm. and uh, and so you know I've I've heard it many many uh, you know for a long time about exactly what what the elements are yeah yeah and uh, uh i mean i can kind of explain it to you in a I second would, yeah we too. would love it because i've been this trying is all part of <laughs> no what i've been we're trying doing. to ask you yeah. like oh that's a lab and then i then it kind of goes off into it takes a drummer to yeah. explain it yeah, to you, yeah. yeah it does yeah. And that's it all right boom <laughs> all right. boom right yeah. <laughs> so okay Do it. So, well oh okay for, of course jerry's uh, tone changed a lot over the years mm-hmm. you know in the early early times he was playing um like a, a Les Paul or some kind of double, like a humbucker pickup, which is what Les mm-hmm. Pauls have, mm-hmm. um, or some guitar, like a Gibson. But then um, around, I guess, uh, you know, late 71, 72 is like kind of when his, the, the basic tone that set, set the, him for the rest of his career uh, started to happen. And it all uh, uh, basically, 
the essence, I, if you had to narrow it down, yeah. which is not necessarily a good thing to do, but um, would be like a Stratocaster, uh-huh. um, single coil pickup, middle position. So there's three pickups on the Stratocaster, uh-huh. and it's a single coil pickup in the middle position. And that's kind of like the Europe 72 sound. Yes. And, um, of course, Jerry would you know use the other ones, other positions here and there, but that is really where it's at. Um, that and then it all, all the other stuff is kind of an extension from that. That's at least the way I. And that was the alligator, right? right. The, yeah, the and that's the that's the alligator. That was, uh, you know, there all, there's all sorts of uh, um, modifications that happen with that. But and you know, if you get and also in, in addition to that, is the JBL speakers is a pretty key thing. Mm-hmm. So if you just had a Strat with um, a JBL speaker with a like a, a Fender Twin, um, you know, you'd have the the beginnings of, yeah. of of that kind of approach. Damn. And so, and here we are, all these years later, right, and still uh, experiencing those changes, and uh, but but all based back in '72, right? Yeah, yeah. So uh, later on, you know, okay, the single coil is the one that has there, there's just it looks like one little thing, but then the, the double coil has two of them next to each other. Mm-hmm. And so he, uh, later Jerry switched to these uh, pickups that would split. He could play them both one or two, you know, and he had the option of doing a, having a, a humbucker, which is two um, pickups right. at, at one time, um, or, a, or he could split it in, in each one of those into a single. So uh, he could always get that single sound, which is kind of his signature sound, but he had all these other options to branch out from and, of wow. course, different effects. And then he, he came up with uh, effects loops and all this thing, which not many people use anymore, but these guys all do for the most part. <laughs> I'll bet they do. How do you know all this? Uh, yeah. Well, like I said, uh, <laughs> you sound like my, Andy. My, my buddy uh, Brad Sarno taught me a lot, you know, and I, I was um, interested <laughs> yeah, well, that's one run yeah. reason to be interested, yeah. But being around it, too. Did you grow up? Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, Dan Healy, he went on the road with us for um, a year, 2008. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, uh, he was very gracious in sharing his knowledge, and and he had a lot to do with piecing all that stuff together, and mm-hmm. you know. And so I was picking picking his brain as much as I could. I love it. And um uh, yeah, no pun intended. Huh? Yeah. Picking, picking, uh. <laughs> just picking. I mean, there's just and so even on a, on a sound basis, you know, I, I do um, uh, uh, digital mixing, uh, uh, studio mixing in the box by you know computer. Um, wow. Make my own music, but um, mostly I I make whatever wherever I'm at the studio. You know, oh, so, got it. Yeah. Uh, but the whole mixing process uh, is very interesting to yeah. me. I was going to ask you what you're doing when you're not touring and you're not stuck in airports. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I work on my own music and I've released a few different things. Oh, cool. and like Kind of constantly always. Oh, like there's a one album out there. The first thing I put out was this thing called Shimmy Shack and it was uh, uh, put out in 2005. It's now out there for free. It's on Bandcamp. Just download it. But it's got all sorts of interesting little things on there. It was Vassar Clemens' last recording. Ooh. The the violent, you know, the fiddle player. The, really? Yeah. Um, I have uh, tracks with all sorts of different artists. Uh, from it, I, basically, what I do, I had a, a mobile recording thing that I would carry around with me, and I would be at uh, festivals and stuff, and I'd 
say, oh, I need a guitar part for this song right now. So I'd look around and find a guitar player, whoever happened to be around, <laughs> that, that I, you know, would yeah. love to have on the yeah. album, and or you know, um, good. a horn player. Yeah, uh, see here, uh, I've had. Um, there's one track that has like uh, Mark Brownstein from on bass, and it's got Rob Eaton on rhythm guitar, it's got John Ket, uh, J J.K. on lead guitar, and it's got John Fishman on percussion, wow. and um, um, you know, and just different yeah. weird kind of. Yeah. Conglomerations, and it, I never really promoted it that much because. Uh, well, do it now. Yeah, do it now. This is going to be like we're going to hopefully get a lot of people listening. Yeah, how to this, do they? So. How do have people find this? Well, it's it's on Bandcamp. Band Just Camp. dial up Shimmy Band Shack, Camp. Dino English, Shimmy okay. Shack, and then you can download it for free. Right on. It, it, uh, sounds, you know, I'm really happy with. I still listen to it and like, you know, enjoy the way it sounds. together a uh, over covid yeah i put together another thing i had a lot of time sitting around so i say okay i gotta you know get another studio thing down and so um i uh put together these these uh, a project where i take the drum section from the dark star shows mm -hmm. and then loop different rhythms and then throw uh stuff yeah, music on top of it oh, and cool. keyboards mostly mostly keyboard stuff which wow um and that's um, cool so it's kind of like a, you know, uh, I, uh, I call it, uh, well, I forgot what I call it, <laughs> but, but it's, it's on, uh, <laughs> like a See, I'm, not, I'm just good at making stuff. I can't really uh, pr promote it very well. That's yeah. a, you know, well, so. that's, 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 that's an I don't ever, I don't ever really think about the promoting. I just make it yeah. and it's yeah. done. Well, that's what you're there to do is to make it right. You're not, yeah. I mean, you're busy enough to do anything else. I need some people like you to <laughs> yeah. help. Yeah. Here exactly. we are. Here we <laughs> are. are right. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, this is, what's yeah. next. Where, where's DSO next? Well, tomorrow, uh, are you playing tomorrow? No, we just uh, got done doing a three week tour and last night was the last tour or last show of the tour. Are you sleeping in tomorrow? Uh, yes, but okay. I actually I'm doing a backyard party. Uh, we'll back be there. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah. Whitney's. Whitney's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's it. yeah. Um, yeah, Whitney wanted me to put together uh, a band for, and it seemed like a, yeah. the perfect time to do it here. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. I can get a good night's sleep and then yeah, hit it again tomorrow. Three thirty in the afternoon tomorrow. Yeah. So don't should be uh, nice don't in Fairfax. It. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it should be a yeah. Great day. yeah. 
Well, sure. right on, Dino. Man, it's good to talk yeah. to you. Yeah, nice to talk so you. nice to meet good you. To meet you. Yeah. And, and great with the projects you're working on. And um, yeah. we'll, love to we'll help promote that. I'm just real happy to be here and. Looking forward to playing with all these folks. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's going to be a really cool be a great night. experience. Yeah. yeah. What, do you, what do you expect tonight? Um, just a lot of good times. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm a, uh, me and uh, I, I love both of my drummer buddies that are with me, Brad and Jeremy. Yeah. And, uh, uh, you know, we're going to be trading off uh, on the kits and yeah. and we'll we'll make it, some, you know, we'll have yeah. oh, it's gonna be awesome. Awesome. supply so a nice... Have- uh, I was going to do two drummers. Uh, yeah, it's going to be two nights. Two, two drummers all night. Two drummers right. all night, oh, yeah. Wow. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> well, duh. Yeah, right. not necessarily. <laughs> well, yeah. given, given uh, the background here, yeah. 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 Right on. Okay, right. good. Well, yeah, go yeah. go relax for five seconds. All right. We'll hit it pretty soon. Thank you, guys. Yeah, right thanks on. so much. Speaking of Ooh. that. Speaking of that. What is it worth? What does it weigh? Can you tell me you're alone? Keep it on the go. Got to get on back to my shimmy shack on the other side of this. Great interview with Dino, such a good guy, as we said. And now we had to uh, track another Dark Star uh, member down. We didn't have to, but we... They were, they were tripping over <laughs> us at some point, I think. And uh, when Skip, uh, we ran into Skip, uh, crashed into Skip, tripped over Skip, he was like on cloud nine because he had just been uh, gifted this uh, ga- this guitar uh, from the Grateful Guitars Foundation. And he talks about it. Uh, here with us and along with a few other things that were very i found endearing so uh, here is skip vangelis of dark star orchestra <laughs> skip vangelis yeah. um, bass player for dark star orchestra for the last 10 years dark star has been around for quite some time but 25 plus right yeah, I'm, I'm the yeah. new guy yeah you're the new guy <laughs> 10 years I'm and the 10 new guy. years yeah and let me grab my uh notes but so um Tell me, are you uh, going to pick up one of these uh, Andy Logan instruments? Yeah, I think somebody presented one with you tonight. Tell me about that. Uh, an incredible <laughs> moment in my life, obviously. Uh, yeah, the the fact that they went out and built this beautiful, beautiful, you know, uh, it's a piece of art. It's not even, you know, I can't call it a machine or a instrument it's a piece of art it's so it's nice. all of that it's it, yeah it's yeah. all of that yeah. right actually you're right yeah. you're right yeah and um i was in touch with jason schooner 
uh, when he got Mission Control and started putting that together. Right. So we kind of got together and he was uh, pretty excited to have me play that once they got it all going. And I was like, you know, this is so great, you know. <laughs> and then uh, Andy had uh, built a few guitars, like uh, two for Jeffrey and I think one for Rob Eaton too. Uh, I don't know about other people outside of DSO, but um, and all of a sudden here comes this bass, and uh, I guess they kind of noticed that I really enjoyed playing <laughs> Phil's bass when I did get the opportunity. When you got the Mission Control, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. it's the first show I ever saw for the Grateful Dead was uh, a Wall of Sound show in '74 in uh, Roosevelt Stadium, New Jersey. <laughs> wow, that's and so cool. Phil was playing that bass. <laughs> thing you know it was in your I, hands yeah huh? i'm 16 years old still hadn't even started playing guitar yet wow and uh to to have this all come around to that point that i'm watching him for the first time you know sure completely you know had no idea and yeah one thing to say right and yeah then, just just you're a 16 year old you know i'm a 16 year old kid who uh started Listen to the dead in 72, you know, and here I am at my first show and there's Phil and I've not even started playing bass yet, but when I saw him play, it was inspiring. It was so inspiring. Like, this isn't a guy just sitting in the pocket, you know, going along and keeping the drums going. This guy is taking You had that feeling taking then. chances. You oh, had, yeah. You had that feeling then. So yeah. you must have been a pretty sophisticated uh, fan. At that, I mean, even at 16. Well, I, I always, for some reason, I gravitated to the bass. Wow. And um, one of my first, one of the first bands, aside from the Beatles and the Stones, right. that I started listening Standard. to was, was Mountain. <laughs> oh, okay. And I'm listening to Felix Papillardi play. And he's a protege or uh, uh, peer of Jack Bruce. So I was, you know, Cream was already done. But here's Mountain and they're playing and I'm like, Listen to this. You know, yeah, everybody wants to be a lead guitar player. Listen to this and how it fits in and, and kind of pulls everything together. And then once in a while just takes it, you know, yeah. takes it somewhere else.
So, you know, at that point, it was like, well, I think I'm going to learn how to play guitar. Oh, shit. But I don't want to, you know, like I said, everybody wanted to be Jerry Garcia. Yeah. You know, because I was a deadhead. All my friends were dead. Right. Everybody wants to be Jerry Garcia. I was like, no, I don't want to be Jerry Garcia. I want to play bass because Phil has his own way of playing melodic bass like Jerry Garcia plays melodic lead guitar and Bob Weir plays melodic rhythm guitar. I said, I don't, you don't have to just be a thumping bass player on the root all the time. You can take chances and be creative. And I said, yeah, let me, let me try that, you know. Damn. And uh, like I said, I, I keep having people pinch me. Oh, yeah. Tonight. Yeah. Because I really can't believe this, that they actually went out and built this guitar just for me. Yeah, so, so tell our uh, listeners what, what they did and who they are besides, I mean, Andy, of course. Yeah. Um, but well, t- tell us more. Jason Schooner. Yeah. He actually tracked down Phil's original bass, the Mission Control right. bass. Yep. And it was in pieces. And he had a quest to put this thing back together and literally went finding original pieces of equipment for that guitar. Wasn't taking uh, you know anything less than the real right. stuff. And real. he found it all and had people put it all back together. Um, Rick Turner, who built it in the first place, God love him. God love him. Uh, yeah. You know, got in touch with Rick and, you know, they started putting their minds together to put this thing back together and they did. And um, Jason is a big fan of Dark Star and he brought it to a couple of shows and he liked the way I played it when he gave it to me to play. And from there, I guess he just kind of put the bug in Andy's ear because Andy has the Grateful Guitars thing going where he makes these replica guitars. And while Andy is building wolves and tigers and uh, alligators and you know cowboys <laughs> and all these guitars, yeah. he hadn't built a bass. But Andy came to see us a couple of times and he and I hit it off right away because he's such a sweet man. Isn't he? Oh uh, and he, I mean... Does anyone have a heart bigger than Andy Logan? I'm not sure. No. <laughs> That's <laughs> right? my answer. And, and seeing him tonight on stage beforehand, I think, were you on the side there when that, when that happened? Maybe, yeah. I mean, he had the audience in front of him. He had his board of directors behind him. Right. And, you know, you know he said the right thing, which is the true thing, and that is it's, it's not about him. But, man, I felt so good for him. Just he did this. He did this tonight. Yeah, he put this together. Oh yeah, Yeah. and it's not just tonight. This is you know his labor of love. Yeah, and thank goodness for it for for all of us for our entire community. All of us to have a fellow like him who just loves it so much as we do. Yeah, but really take it to the take it to heart. Take it to heart. Take it to heart and and do something with it. Just. Uh, I'm, I am just, well, yes, first of all. I'm just impressed. I'm still thinking about you uh, at that show in 70, what did you say? It was 70... Uh, 74. 74. Yeah. And focusing on the bass. I, uh, a year later, I went to my first Dead show, and it was in San Francisco at uh, Speedway, Me- uh, Lindley Meadows, Golden Lindley, Gate Park, right? right? That mm-hmm. one. 
I'm sure you know them all. Um, and I had no idea. You know, I, I had heard the dead one time. Uh, I had seen the dead at a, something called Snack Sunday. You probably remember oh, yeah, that sure. Snack Sunday where they played the B side of Blues for Allah. So it wasn't exactly... Was that at Kizar? Yeah, Kizar. Yeah, that was a Kizar. It was at right. Kizar. So it wasn't exactly an indoctrination that made me say, oh, I love the dead. <laughs> right. Uh, but I went to this one. It was the Jefferson Starship. But I had no... I mean, I wasn't thinking about basses or guitars. I was just like a kid going, what the fuck's going on right now? Um, but so that's just really... I mean, you were called. I mean, Skip. I mean, I'm just going to say it. There was some calling... Uh, well, if, if, right. If, if I'm gonna say it, that that's you know. Yeah. I guess. I, 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 yeah. I mean, you're, you know. But um, my mom didn't feel that way. No, I'm sure not. <laughs> I'm sure not. But then to see you up there tonight and playing the guitar, and now it's presented to you. I mean, what the what? Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, what can you say? I don't know. Yeah. I and I had all these questions. Thank you. Thank you doesn't yeah. do it. No. It, it doesn't. It just. Uh, Gratitude. There's it has, to, it has to start from there, because yeah, I mean, I have all these we're, we have outlines of questions we're going to ask you. How does it make you feel? I mean, there's no <laughs> this particular situation is crazy. And well, how about the the fact that you joined uh, DSO? That was uh, probably a, a big deal too, huh? Well, uh, tell us about that. I know you kind of you sat in and filled yeah, in. And yeah, um, never went away. I was in a band with Robbie in, in yeah. New Jersey for 20 years. I've known him since 1980, so 43 years. Okay, now, here we you know. go. <laughs> so that was that was kind of my entree into that was uh, Border Legion. Yeah, Border yeah. Legion. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. No. So a uh, series of events occurred, and Rob joined Dark Star. 99, I think it was somewhere around there. And uh, in 2001, their bassist decided that they didn't want to be on the road anymore. So it was Kevin and uh, uh, Kevin Rosen. Yeah, Kevin, Kevin Rosen and uh, Mike Hasdra, who Kevin replaced. But the two of them were like, yeah, you know, I don't want to be on the road. Actually, it was Mike. He didn't want to be on the road anymore. And um, Kevin said he'd come back to be their bass player, but he couldn't until a certain date. So they had five shows in Colorado that oh, they had right. to cover. So Rob called me, and he said, uh, "You want to come out here and, you know, play five shows with Darkstar?" And I had a corporate job for thirty years. That's what I do before I did this. So day jobs know, we call I, them, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had plenty of uh, vacation yeah. time to take, so I said, "Yeah, I'll do it." So I went out there March 13, two thousand one, and got off the plane and. Into the van and to the venue and got up and played my first show with those guys. Wow! And J.K. was in the band at the time, and right. Scott was the keyboard player at the time. So, uh, you know, it was that was my first, you know, uh, get together with Darkstar. And at the end of the five shows, they were offering me the job, and I had two kids and a mortgage and pretty decent job at home yeah. I was like I can't go on the road now guys I you know I just can't you know I'd love to I mean I had a blast too it was what I was always because Border Legion was a bar band right. we didn't play in theaters yeah. or anything like that Dark Star at the time was like getting these little theater gigs and stuff and I was like yeah this is cool you know? yeah playing yeah. in a theater not right. the bar you know 
So it was really uh, pleasurable for me too. Sure. And um, I just said to him, look, I can't, you know. And so over the years, when they would come around where I, I lived, I would always go to the show and they'd have me come up and do like the encore, the fillers, you know. Oh, so, well, that's cool. Yeah. yeah. And but that was kind of enough at that point, huh? Well, that was all I could do, you know. And we were, and, you know, we were talking about, you know, one of these days you're going to be in this band. One of these days you're going to be in this band. And uh, it really, the planets had to align for me to actually get in the band. So in 13, 2013, uh, Kevin decided he couldn't do it anymore. He was going to leave. And they needed, they had to replace Kevin. So Rob, to you Rob calls me, he goes, all right, here's your chance. Again. And I said, yeah, but you know, certain things have to happen. First of all, I have to not have a job. Right. Uh, second, of, second of all, Kevin has to resign. I'm not taking his, I couldn't live with that. I couldn't live with, oh, we're bringing him in. Back Kevin's and forth, could, yeah. No, I couldn't live with you know, me getting his job. Without him right, saying, right, I, see. I, I, I would not have been able to deal with that. You know? And uh, the third thing was I had just put my daughter through college. So my, my kids, I have a daughter and a son, and they're four years apart. Mm -hmm. So my daughter went to college in Loyola and uh, Maryland, and it's not a cheap school. So, no. <laughs> so I spent quite a bit of money putting my daughter through college. And now my son, he's getting ready to go to college. I know the like, feeling. <laughs> and I'm like, I, like, I don't know. What am I going to do? How am I going to you know, be able to pay for him and be on the road with a band? He gets a full scholarship to play football at Lafayette College in uh -huh. Pennsylvania. Yeah. So all those things, literally within like a three-week period, I got laid off from my job. One, <laughs> Kevin puts in his resignation, and my son gets a full ride to full college. ride to Lafayette. Yeah, huh? and I, I was like, okay, let's do it. Ah, and September twenty seventh, I think it was, of two thousand thirteen, was my first real show. And you haven't with Dark Star, and so. So, uh, September twenty seventh, twenty twenty three is going to be ten years. It's coming up, man. And wow. I wouldn't trade it for no. anything. You're probably thinking, why didn't they do it ten years earlier? But you couldn't. You just couldn't. Exactly. I always wanted to. You know, it was always something yeah. that I would love to have done. But I, you know. Yeah. I mean, there's a life point. didn't let me. Well, life didn't let you, but life lets you now. Yeah. Skip. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And, and my uh, family loves it. My wife didn't like it at first. Yeah. <laughs> took her took her a while to get used to it, but, and I, I understood that. I mean, you guys tour pretty pretty yeah. heavily, oh, huh? still. Yeah. yeah, we're gone at least six months. At the not at not the to year. mention over the years, DSO has played more shows than the Dead played. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, what can you say? I only played a few of those. Yeah, I know, but well, still, few, but. you're part of them. Well, listen, yeah. you're, you're part of this whole legacy. Uh, what a what a moment for you tonight. Uh, oh. So glad to be here. And Unbelievable. Share I mean, it with you. Yeah. Um, I knew, I thought something was up. Uh, did you? <laughs> no, that they're, they were in the works of building one. Oh, okay. You know, building a, a mission control. But I didn't know they were going to give it to me. They hand it to you. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Are you going to play it to the last set here? I mean, the, the encore or what's going on? No, I'll probably just 
play Mission Control because it's okay. it's it's actually not it's not complete ready. Okay, I was gonna. But say. they wanted to yeah. bring it out tonight yeah, and okay. you know surprise me <laughs> and, and you know show are, everybody. Hey, look, this is yeah. this is what we're doing. You know, and uh, so yeah, I, I talked to Leo, who's the guy who's really building this thing, putting the, uh, electronics together and all. And he said probably going to be another two or three months. And I okay. said. Take all take the all time the you want. <laughs> take all the you time you want. Uh, make it right. Yeah. Just if you're comfortable, then I'll be comfortable. Wow. So what is the uh, the magic that happens when you uh, uh, play the Mission Control? I mean, is that what, what comes over you? <laughs> how do I? How do you even describe that? Again, it's it's uh, it's uh, surreal. Yeah. You know, I'm I've got the guy who I watched in 1974. You know, he was playing the, the same, same thing. thing that I yeah. have in my hands right now. Yeah. Really? Did, did Would I ever have thought of do that that to, would happen? Do you have to block that out of your mind sometimes just so you're not... <laughs> I mean, probably you do. You just you just go, right? You just yeah. play. Yeah, I just... Uh, yeah. I just say, you know, I hope I can do it as much justice yeah. as uh, as the instrument needs to... Because it needs to be played. Yeah. I mean, all these. That that's the thing about uh, Andy and the and the guys who, who got who have all these, uh, genuine, Grateful Dead guitars. Yes, they're expensive. They're you know, one of a kind. All that, but they need to be played. You know, it's can't put them on a wall. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's the talk thing. about a, a, a like a, 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 a just. No, no. <laughs> and look, and yeah. look how uh, you guys are all passing this on to the, the younger generation too. I mean, and that's well, what's going right. Look at tonight. That, that's what that's what's really cool about yeah. um, the way things are going with us, at least. And and, and you know what? I saw like J Rad and other bands that are out there that do what we do. Young people, young yeah. people are starting. Like in our audience, you know, if you pick up the guys who came to see Dark Star when they started, you know, they're, they're my age, you know, they're, they're not standing around for four no, hours anymore. That's right. But they, you know, they told their kids and they and brought their kids up on it and the kids want to follow it. And, and they're coming. Yeah. Obviously. It's, 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 it's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. But it's, it's all about the music. Yeah, it's all. That's what does it. It's not who's playing it, what, it's the music itself, you know, I mean, that's what's doing it for all these people. I mean, I hear it, and I'm... <laughs> yeah, you're just... I happen to be the vehicle. That's probably yeah. you're thinking, right? Yeah. But but what a lucky vehicle you are. <laughs> yeah, well, I am very, very lucky. Yeah. Very, very lucky. Well, that's cool. Well, man, And very, well, very appreciative. Yeah, too. well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, you can say, well, listen, it's really cool talking to you. Yeah, Meeting you. And uh, we'll see you on the... Are you playing... Uh, there's... Uh, tomorrow, the, the uh, no. backyard. No, the couple, I'm going. I'm going, going home. Tomorrow. There's a couple of you guys are playing in a little uh, backyard concert. Yeah, I think uh, uh, Dino and uh, Rob Rock. Uh, and Rob are, yes. And uh, so we'll be there. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Good. Why not? Good. Enjoy. Right. Yeah, I'm enjoy. sure you will. <laughs> so you enjoy it won't your, be hard. <laughs> you, you enjoy your trip home. Yeah. And you enjoy this, this uh, what you could do with the second set and the encore. I can't wait to go upstairs. I'm getting tired of talking to everybody about it. I want to run upstairs <laughs> right. and, and, and go out watch there and listen to it, right? Yeah, so we'll skip. Well, right, thank right, you for right, what you yeah, do yeah, in, in, in keeping this vibe going, you know, and, and making sure it's out there. It know? is. We we have a mission to uh, archive all this, first of all, and then get it out there. 
and maybe to a degree we're hieroglyphics, right? Somebody's going to find these tapes, right? <laughs> years, yeah. You know, kind of like they did with the Betty boards with right. uh, with Rob, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, we feel like we have an important part in it, but it's also fun for us, and it's all it's all together. We're all part it's of it. It's a family. Yeah, it's it a family. really is. Yeah, it's so I'm glad to be uh, meet my uh, family member tonight. You got it, man. Right Thank you right so on. much. Okay. Really, I appreciate all right. it. Cheers. Yeah. Right on. All right. Well, thank you to Skip. I mean, that was just that was just a blast. It was uh, seeing the smile, <laughs> the smile on his face. <laughs> what a face, cool, what you know? a cool thing to um, witness. And uh, he was happy to go home. He was one guy that was really happy to go home after those. These, yeah. g- these guys were all kind of exhausted, but they did it for Andy. They yeah. came on yeah, their they, tours. They, yeah, came a long way. Yeah. And so, as we mentioned before, you know, Stu Allen was politely evading us at one point. No, <laughs> no that's not even true. Not that no, night. I don't think he means but, it. <laughs> no, he was, he was so kind. Yeah. And uh, what I ended up doing with, with uh, uh, Stu is I said, Stu, when do you have to go on? He said, oh, in about 10 minutes. I said, good, let's do it right now. And he said, okay. Yeah. And uh, it was in the midst of trying to find uh, Advil and all kinds of other things, as you'll yeah. hear from. But here's Stu Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need some tequila. Yeah. Says. I don't blame <laughs> Did you get Advil? I know. That's how this all happened. What happened? You asked her for it. This all this all happened because I asked Amber for Advil after she asked me for papers. And, <laughs> and papers and Advil, neither of them turned up. Advil, but you yeah. Did. But you did. <laughs> so we got you instead. Yeah. So yes. nice to meet you. Put the cans up. Hi, yes. So thank you for Sorry. Tammy. Hi. Yeah. Good to meet you. So I, I and, uh, downtown media and this podcast and. Stephanie. So, Hi, Stephanie. So if you want to put the cans on, you can just. To, a little bit better yeah. background. Steph, would you mind just shutting that for a couple minutes? I know we probably don't I have that much it, time. Yeah, <laughs> I just put the cans on. I'm <laughs> tethered. <laughs> You're tethered to it. Uh, Stu Allen, thanks for sitting down with us for a couple of seconds. My pleasure. Yes. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and we're gonna, we've already uh, cut a deal. I don't know if uh, it might we be did. a one-sided deal, but we're going to talk uh, further, no pun intended, um, someday. Uh, yes. Through the junction and We'd all that to. kind of stuff. Yeah. yeah. But tonight is about Andy Logan. Yes. And uh, tell us when you, uh, or how you first heard about him, or when, when you first met him, did you know who the hell he was? And had he, did he reach out to you? How did that all come down? I met him, he... Uh, Hired Melvin to play a party, ah. and oh. uh, and uh, so I met him there. But uh, he's just been getting more and more into uh, the instruments, and he's a gearhead. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> are you are you like that too? No, I yeah. mean somewhat. Yeah, but not. Not, not he's like. technical. We went and we went to interview him at his house recently. So you saw the basement. We well, we you saw, saw the, the basement cave. three hours, and we couldn't do the interview. We had to wait and do it at Sweetwater at a gig <laughs> later because we didn't have time to do it. And I, you know, he was speaking Mandarin to us. Like yes. we're like, I think I caught some of it. Well, it, it was, was. It was amazing. Yeah, it, it was, was still a amazing. Three-hour tour. You know, <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I mean, something. I actually held Alligator and I held that Martin. Uh, but know, we don't know what we're doing. But, but we're I don't play. But it's still, it still something came over me holding it. Does that does that happen to you? Absolutely. When you when you think back on everything that you uh, grew up with hearing, mm-hmm. and you realize, oh my God, this is that guitar that made those made those uh those notes played those notes made that music did you ever have a feeling like it maybe was some like you weren't playing it at times well yeah it plays itself to some degree i i think it's it's not just that you know our our idols played it it's actually 
an amazing instrument. Mm -hmm. It's it's a fifty-four strat. It's a it's got something something special, and it just sings. And when the instrument sings, you don't feel like you have to do yeah. as much work. Yeah, you, you're not. Yeah, you're not trying to make something happen. That's us. You're letting. <laughs> Is that us? That's us. That's your daughter calling. Oh no! <laughs> At outside lands, looking for a ride. That's um, exactly what's happening. Yeah. What happened to uh, our outside lands concert anyway? I mean, it's all different now. Yeah, I know. Did you ever play outside lands? <laughs> no. Okay. I've been. Yeah. 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 It's yeah. different it's now. Big. It's big and it's different now. I saw a, a funny thing uh, from, uh, oh, God, I'm going to forget his name now, um, that does the uh, Deadhead Land thing. Um, Brian Deadhead. Markovitz. Yes, yeah. Brian. So, Brian, uh, somebody posted a uh, an, an aerial or a drone shot of Outside Lands, and it was a pretty cool picture, and uh, they said, oh, there it is. You know, And Brian said, wow, that looks really fun. I'm glad I'm not there. <laughs> <laughs> Right, perfect him, right? It's classic. It's classic, and yeah. it, it's. Um, but uh, so yeah, so these yeah, there's there's something about these instruments. I mean, what's it like tonight? Even well, it, it what I was saying is it it sings. You just let the guitar sing. Yeah. You, know? yeah. you just yeah. you just play, and like you don't have to play a lot of notes because one note sounds beautiful by itself. Yeah, I mean, I think it was Garrett that first told us that all of a sudden he looked around, he goes, what am I doing? You know, this is happening. You know, yeah. his fingers were going in a certain way and he felt like, uh, at which point John Gold said, we know who's playing the guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> you, know. Um, you know, one thing that um, popped into my head when I was uh, kind of looking at, st I've been watching you for years, you know, Terrapin, I've been around the scene and we've never met until tonight, by the way. But um, one thing that occurred to me uh, was, uh, <laughs> this was pretty amazing. We, we talk a lot on this show about uh, the passing of the torch, right? And, mm. and to a degree, well, to a big degree, you're taking that torch from Jerry and the dead, et cetera. But it's really still happening now um, in, a, in a big way to another younger generation. It is. Right? Um, but what struck me is that, and tell me if this is right, I think I read somewhere that it was when Jerry died, you had gone into the dead a little bit, you you know, in 89-ish, somewhere around there. Yeah. Is that about the right? And But it was when he died that something came over you, it occurred to you, okay, now's the time I gotta start playing this music. That's correct. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I didn't really, I'd messed around with, this, with, with the music a, a little bit, but it was it was after he died that. Did it happen like at that moment? It. Like were you at his memorial? I mean, what, what? Or you just like I have to? It was it was just... That fall, he died in yeah. in August, yeah. and it was like I know, I need to do it this was around that fall that some, wow. some people were. What were you doing at the time? I was in an original band in Minneapolis. Wow, is that where you're from? No, I'm from Kentucky. You're from Kentucky. Yeah. Okay. Where do you live now? Yeah, in San Rafael. San Rafael. Okay. So that I, I, that was a trick question because I thought it was Marin, and we're yeah. we're Marin folk. Mm -hmm. um, and what about the Marin music scene? I mean, you, Stu, you're you are part of that Marin music scene legacy, legacy. without question. Mm. Um, and uh, tell us about it. I mean, tell us about that Marin music sure. scene, which you. Especially after Laurel Canyon came out, I'm like, you know what? Marin has a much better story. <laughs> For me, it was it, it was kind of uh, part one and part two, because uh, when I came to town, it was it was the old Sweetwater, mm. you know, main, mainly, yeah, yeah, and uh, and and when Jeannie, 
and that kind of went away and Terrapin and New Sweetwater mm-hmm. came about and that was kind of part two that I was and yeah. I was involved like yeah. you were involved. part one I was not involved <laughs> I was true. I was a concert goer yeah. at that point and then and then uh, Terrapin happened and Sweetwater and yeah. Terrapin happened and Terrapin certainly happened it's nice it? that they're carrying <laughs> it on with these these outdoor really concert series and um, how do you feel about that same oh Terrapin Terrapin yeah oh I love that they're doing that yeah right I mean that it's, was that was just you just did it, done right? one yeah yeah, yeah. That was <laughs> such a special feeling getting everybody yeah. back together there yeah. were a lot of people yeah. at that yes event. <laughs> I was shocked how many people were there well, we're pleased to, uh, to be participating in the next one uh, yeah. at oh, Stafford Lake. So we're going to get the thoughts of folks as they come in and uh, come in and out, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, just, uh, yeah, part two, Terrapin did happen. I mean, you, you took up residency there. That's probably not a word you'd want to use, but pretty it was something much. like that. It was yeah. something like that, wasn't it? It wasn't official, but, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't official. It was, it was a lot. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, and Sweetwater, yeah. Have you played Sweetwater? I did. Several, yeah, yeah, you know, couple, couple of times, couple of handfuls, of, time. of, handfuls of, yeah. couple of handfuls of times. Well, maybe, yeah, maybe yeah. now is the time. So, so what do you have? Um, what else are you doing? Do you have anything that you want to promote, or anything you're doing outside of? Well, I got a, stuff like this. A, a junction show coming up. <laughs> nice. Gonna do uh, a thing I call reflections, yeah. which oh. is Jerry Garcia's Jerry reflections. Garcia band yeah. and music, Very and nice. something special with that. We got. Jackie LeBranch will be singing oh, with us. Wow. So, yes. JGBN. Yeah. yeah. Very nice. yeah. By the way, Steph has some amazing pictures of you from uh, Jerry Day, don't you? Oh, cool. Oh, I yeah. Amazing. I was, I yeah. Was actually sitting there <laughs> when, oh, nice. When, when, when we were watching, like, he said, did you see that there's a bee? I was about to ask that. <laughs> I was like, do you have any of the bee attack? <laughs> yes, I do. And then he was she sitting does. there, and he, and he was like, oh, he's putting the guitar down. I'm like, I don't think so. And then you picked it back up. Yeah. You know, he's like, maybe he doesn't want to play that one right now. I'm like, oh, I bet he does. And then you picked it back up. I do have the bee. Okay, so a bee... Tell us about the bee. Yeah. <laughs> ...stung me at Jerry what? Day. I don't remember which year, but this happened as we were going on. We were about to start, and a bee stung me right in this spot. Uh, mm-hmm. That little kind webbing. Of the your... webbing between the thumb and index oh. finger, and started to swell up, and and a bunch of, <laughs> bunch of people came came. I, I felt like a major league pitcher, you know, <laughs> the training staff coming out. Oh, my God. And uh, so that was in my, for some reason, I thought of that. Trauma. The morning of this, the Jerry Day this year, 
And then this yellow jacket shows up, <laughs> and I'm fuck? like, you got to be kidding me. Oh, my God. You manifested that. you got to be careful what you manifest, I, correct. especially if you're good at it. I didn't even I didn't speak it into the universe. <laughs> it just happened. You can't control these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You so this is interesting it, it i was like it it wants the it's interested in the guitar <laughs> so i'm gonna put the guitar down you can have it <laughs> so it was alligator i put alligator, oh, down. Yeah. alligator i put alligator down and i was gonna switch guitars and then i just want just took one look back and it was gone I was like, oh, it's not. I figured it would be sitting on the guitar, but maybe it was, it was gone. So I picked it back up. Well, if it was, he was trying to he tell me that, hey, if you're gonna use the, this is more of this. Yeah. I forget what yeah. language you said. You were Mandarin. Mandarin. <laughs> this is more Mandarin. But if it was Jerry, he was saying, hey, you've got a song where you're gonna use the Tiwa and. It's touch sensitive, so you need to switch guitars. Oh, hey. Oh, okay. Right. Hey, if we're did going... that just now? Did you just now realize that? Or... No, I realized that <laughs> after, the after I picked up Alligator again and played it some more, and then I went, "Oh my god, I have to switch again anyway." So that, that B was, like, was right. So the B oh. broke up B your concentration. Right. Oh my gosh, so that's amazing. Like, Don't <laughs> argue with nature. <laughs> so that's right. <laughs> right. Do yeah, not talk with nature. See, And that was probably it. Another story. Yeah. No, another oh. story about you having a guitar. Oh. Uh, the Phoenix? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, the yes. guitar that I have, let's see, I worked on building a guitar with a guitar maker in Ellicottville, New York, named Matt Moriarty, great guitar builder. And we worked together to build the Stu Allen model. And mm. So he sent me SA001, and I played that for many years. And then. Which is surely going to be auctioned off for a million dollars someday. <laughs> for charity. For charity. Yeah. And, and then, I think this was 2019 or 2020, it might have been. Pandemic or not pandemic? That's what I'm trying to remember. <laughs> uh, he shows up with um, SA004, which doesn't have the original bird. It has a phoenix on it, which mm -hmm. is perfect. Uh, it's beautiful. And, you know, the guitar maker had a few more passes, so mm -hmm. it was an even better guitar. So that's what I'm playing that's most your, of the time wow. now. Wow. And so tonight, what are we going to expect tonight uh, for the second set when you're out there? What are you playing? Alligator's coming back? I'm playing back. at the end, and it's going to be on a Scarlet Fire Tiger, I believe. Oh. A Leo Elliott. Oh. Okay, so we're canceling all interviews during that call so we can get see. <laughs> you know, you talked about baseball. It felt like a Major League Baseball player. Tonight... It's kind of like the all-star game. Is that what you It think? is. Yeah. It's true. It yes. Is. Very much so. You had said that to Alex I, and uh, Alex Jordan because we yeah. interviewed him earlier. Because I thought it was kind of like fantasy football for him. <laughs> right. Right? Because he, he got to put all the, yeah. the, the players together. For and then sure. he said, oh, yeah, Stu said it's like the all-star game. And it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's pretty. How does it feel up there with all these guys and these instruments? And it's, it's got to be incredible. Uh, there's a lot of energy in the room. Yeah. yeah. For sure. There so, is. You know, it's easy to step up there and just 
get just do it get mm-hmm. swept right into it yeah. everybody's having it's a, a great time thing, and uh, yeah. i just have one la- last thing that's well you don't my... but for now well, for yeah. now yeah well berkeley school of music yeah because yeah. um we've talked to so many folks mm-hmm. uh, that have gone through the berkeley school i did not know that about you until recently yeah um what was that did that elevate you absolutely uh, it's an amazing resource i mean it's it like just packs you full of information and then it's like and you and then and then that information expands once you get out right yeah absolutely The, the more you get out into the world and use it in real situations because we've thought about doing some some, uh, there's pro- so many people there's so many musicians yeah. from that went went to Berkeley school in yeah. the Bay Area and it's just so many we've interviewed and we thought about you know, maybe some charity some programs mm-hmm. and having some of the artists come in and give back and that mm-hmm. you might be want to be interested in that sure. I think of Dave Ellis comes yeah, to mind. Mm-hmm. You know, so Dave. Many. he's um, fantastic and uh, are you familiar with neighbor the band neighbor uh, the East Coast heard of them yeah yeah they're they're uh, they're inching their way uh, cool. out here. We just did a oh, Camp Navarro awesome. thing. Um, oh, and, that maybe where I heard of them. Yeah, it's so probably and, and Lebo. Le- so cool. uh, they played with uh, Lebo last year at Camp Navarro and, mm-hmm. and Elliot, etc. But they did their own thing this year. And there's a player, and I want you to look him up if you haven't heard of him. His name is Lyle Brewer. Okay. And, and he is a man. I'll remind you off air. Not that we're on the air or anything, but yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I will remind you because uh, Lyle Brewer needs to get that that alligator in his hands. And I think yeah. you'll agree. Oh, cool. And I'm going to tell you. Andy. As to uh, if people have heard of them, and so um, the answer but, is kind of just, a, everybody <laughs> better. just recently. <laughs> yeah, just recently. Well, Graham was there too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Midnight North came and played with them, and mm-hmm. it was there were probably a hundred people at this uh, weekend event, and there should have been a lot more, and there will be next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah. So, um, anyway, Stu, right on, man. Thank you for uh, thank you so much hanging with us for a few minutes. And, yeah. uh, Pleasure. We, yeah. we will. Yeah, it was fun. Uh, we'll see more yeah. of you. So yeah. now we loosened you up. Maybe we'll get, right. you, we'll get you with C-Mac because we we're talking about. Um, and I did see Michael Nash out there tonight. Yeah, actually. he is here. Yeah. Michael Nash is here. Um, but we'd like to talk about what's going on at, at the junction, especially next year when it really picks up again at the okay. junction. Now the say. neighbors aren't complaining um, as much. But we may want to grab, uh, grab, uh, grab you and some of the band uh, next time you do. Your Okay. Your gig there. Yeah, okay. just, this is how harmless it is. Yeah, not bad. Not <laughs> right bad. On, not bad. <laughs> I'll take not bad. Right on. Right Thank on, Thank you Stu. so much. Right. So yeah, much. Thank you, guys. Yeah, have, have a great fun second tonight. set. And, uh, I want to go Now listen. we're going to do a photo op. That's, I'm sorry. That okay. 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 
Love the story about the bee with Stu. <laughs> good stuff. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Steph. Thank you, Steph, for bringing that out. And finally, and certainly last but not least, uh, the great John Kadlicek, John Kay, sat down with us uh, right before he had to run back on stage. So let's hear from uh, the great John Kay. So, John. John Kay, welcome. Welcome to Tales from the Green Room. Tell us, uh, I'm going to get to it because I know you got to get back on stage. Uh, Andy Logan, when did you... Uh, first meet him did you know who the hell he was when somebody said uh hey this guy andy logan wants to meet you i mean i think i heard about him before i you know for a while before i uh i got to meet him but uh, <laughs> i'm not sure if i get up and down the exact date it's so yeah most people can't that they they remember meeting him but not exactly well you probably remember the first time he handed you uh, alligator huh uh yeah i think that was uh <laughs> Uh, I think we d- we were doing like these Legion of Melvin shows on the, mm-hmm. uh, in Vallejo, and, and then and he that's and, that was the first uh, he time brought it out to, to uh, uh, yeah. So what was that like for you to play that for the first time? Uh, it was really cool. It's actually uh, it's remarkably similar in both feel and tone to uh, a couple of my guitars. So, Is that right? Yeah. Wow. And so you know felt pretty. Natural. Pretty comfortable, yeah. Yeah, very comfortable, right? Uh, any, uh, any, something come over you when you're playing it on stage ever uh, that you don't experience with your own guitars? Uh, no, they, I think other guitars just always feel foreign. So the music kind of comes from, you know, I don't know, somewhere. Yeah. I don't think it doesn't come from the instrument, though. Yeah, yeah, that's right. The instrument is just a, a transmission device, you yeah. know, that, uh, the, you know, like the sculptor's tools, you know, it's like, it's, it's not, the, it's not the sculpture. Well, yeah. b- well, Bob Weir, I was watching that interview and he was, yeah. he described the music as a, cr- it's a critter and he's like, it's, it's somewhere in between the audience and, uh-huh. you know, you either let the critter in and then you just play, you know, or you fight it. <laughs> so. Well, when uh, with with Dark Star Orchestra, which you founded, mm-hmm. correct, co-founded mm-hmm. at least, um, wasn't there was an effort there to kind of capture the tones of the era at, at some uh, point? You know, yeah, as a fun you know academic exercise because we all thought it'd be, it'd be you know <laughs> a fun thing to do. Um, you know, we were, we'd all had had played in you know, various sort of dead projects in the past and, and wanted you know we're, we're itching to take it a little further. Mm-hmm. And, so. And that you did. And that, that you did. <laughs> well, I have to ask you this because I've always wondered it. Um, I don't even know how to ask. What was it like when they tapped your shoulder to uh, join further? I mean, uh, well, it was really cool. Yeah. Obviously. Were cool. you expecting I, that at all? Uh, I didn't. I didn't. There was nothing on my radar that they were starting a new project or anything. Mm-hmm. No. Wow. Uh, and when uh, when I got an email, I, I kind of first thought that somebody was uh, playing a practical joke on me. <laughs> so. Yeah, wow. I, I, I would. That's why. Yeah. I, I, right? It sounds like a joke, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, what did that that uh, What did that do to your uh, career? <laughs> I mean, you know, I don't know. I don't think in terms of career. I yeah. think in terms of collaborations yeah. with people, and it was a really freaking amazing collaboration. We, uh, we we put a whole bunch of new original songs out with uh, you know with Robert Hunter lyrics and some. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Brian's lyrics got mashed up with some of Hunter's lyrics. Right. Brian Lesh's lyrics. Right. And, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah. With a mountain song and yeah, some other stuff. Some other lyricists, Phil and and uh, Bobby, were working with brought some. We had almost uh, albums worth of new original tunes in that project, and that's yeah. probably what I'm, that's it, yeah. probably what I'm most uh, uh, 
proud of, if you will. Yes, uh, no, from, as from you, as my as experience as with Further. Yeah. And getting to see that Bob and Phil were just, are just basically music nerds. Yeah. Right. You know, and they're they really are. But, the, but, but working with them, they were just they were just still obsessed with like finding new ways to express their tone. And, yeah. And finding new ways to get, you know, music out and making it all you know, fit with their immediate community. And it's still going on, isn't it, amongst you guys? Yeah. <laughs> Here do you we feel are. like do you feel like this new generation that's like taking it and carrying it on, do you feel like they're they're giving it the due respect and I don't have any. Uh, no, no opinion uh, with that. Okay. No, that's yeah. you know, that, that'll that'll play itself out. Yeah. You know? All right, we'll leave you with like, this. Originality is uh, is really hard right now, but right. authenticity is still just a choice. Oh, that's beautiful. oh, that's beautiful. Speaking of that, the Latin Dead. Tell oh. us about that. Oh, it's just this cool project. <laughs> this 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 uh, this young cat uh, percussionist. Uh, um. Uh, Brendan Tacone. Yeah, Brendan Tacone. Yeah, like, uh, you know, and he, he contacted me about this idea he had, and I thought, well, that's a really cool idea. And, like, get back to me, you know, when you got some charts and, and some other musicians interested. And, yeah. and he did. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. it took off and happened. It's, well, he, yeah, he's kind of in flow right now, and seeing how it's, it's, it's growing and evolving and seeing how it works as a live unit. So. for listening to Tales from the Green Room, a presentation of Mount Tam Media. You can hear more spontaneous stories from the secluded confines of green rooms on our next episode. To experience all Mount Tam Media productions, including the Woman or Smarter podcast, log on to mounttammedia.com. We'll see you at the next show. Well, American-